Now is the time to accelerate innovation. T-Mobile for Business is powering Formula One Las Vegas Grand Prix operations and epic fan experiences with secure, reliable 5G connectivity. Because an event this big and this fast deserves a network that can set the pace. See what our 5G advanced network solutions can do for your business at T-Mobile.com slash now. View 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbionica is your solution to great tasting, all natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or toxins. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbiotica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbiotica.com. C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A.com. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a Corolla built just for you. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. This is where projects come to life. Our showrooms are designed to inspire with the latest products from top brands, curated in an inviting, hands-on environment, and a team of industry experts to support your project. We'll be there to make sure everything goes as planned, from product selection to delivery coordination. At Ferguson Bath, Kitchen, and Lighting Gallery, your project is our priority. Find great brands like Monogram at your local showroom or visit us online at ferguson.com build. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. And now, Move the Sticks with Daniel Jeremiah and Bucky Brooks. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Move the Sticks. DJ Bucky back with you. It's been a minute, Buck, since we've been together. How you doing, man? I'm good, DJ. It's crazy, man. We're a couple weeks out from training camp, but the NFL news is still flying. Uh, You have started looking at the 2023 draft class, so we'll talk about some of the stuff there. And then just trying to put it together because, you know, once training camp starts, and literally two weeks, it is a marathon until February. So just trying to do the last minute things to get ready for it because uh, it happened before you know it, we're right back at it. Yeah, it's go time for sure. Um, some uh, some news we need to catch up on today because we haven't been together. We'll hit on the Baker trade. Uh, he goes to the Carolina Panthers and kind of a fascinating trade just in terms of the money uh, that the Browns had to swallow, the low pick um, that, that the uh, Panthers gave up. Anyways, we'll, we'll dig into that. Uh, you mentioned starting to dig into some of these draft guys. Uh, Kentucky quarterback Will Levis has got a lot of juice and a lot of buzz in scouting circles. So he was the first one on my list to do over the summer. So knocked him out the other day. Um, and then also want to touch on, um, you know, what's going on in the college landscape, which is kind of interesting with the two L.A. schools, SC and UCLA, uh, making their way to the Big Ten. What does that mean? What does that mean from a scouting standpoint as well? Uh, we'll touch on that. 
but first of all, Buck, let's start with Baker. Um, just your immediate reaction. I know there was talk about Seattle. Uh, that doesn't happen. And man, Seattle must really like Drew Locke because the cost for this Baker trade was next to nothing. Yeah, no, it, it, it's surprising. I would I would say like uh, the Seattle Seahawks have let the world know how they feel about their quarterbacks. They're going in, all in. Drew Locke, Geno Smith, kind of figure out what happens. Uh, we'll see. That'll be an interesting conversation down the line. Baker Mayfield going to Carolina to me is really interesting because of what every what the Panthers gave up to get Sam Donald a year ago, and then when you hear about how it went down and how ownership was trying to get Baker to take a seven million dollar pay cut, and then they settled on the three million and a half pay cut, and they are getting them at five million dollars per. I mean, it's a nice deal for the Carolina Panthers, but I'm trying to tell everyone to slow down on just assuming that Baker Mayfield is going to be the starting quarterback week one. I think, if anything, this really sets up to be a true competition. And I will say that I believe Baker's a little bit behind the eight ball just because of when he's coming into camp. DJ, he had an opportunity to come in, mini camps, OTAs, and all that to kind of learn the system. Man, I think it's hard to learn a system in training camp while also competing for the job. And so – you got a true competition between two guys that were top five picks in the 2018 draft. And I think if you're the Carolina Panthers, you let this one play out the way that it plays out. Okay. Let me, let me turn around and play devil's advocate on this side and say, okay, if you are Baker Mayfield and his representatives, and it was reported that they had conversations um, with Scott Fitter, with Matt rule of the Carolina Panthers in order to kind of facilitate this trade. <laughs> to me, the most interesting aspect of it was not the money that the Browns ate, was not the low draft pick that it cost the Panthers. It was the fact that Baker, he left three and a half million bucks on the table. He ain't getting that back. That's gone. So my question is, Buck, I, I agree with you. I think the advantages you could point towards Sam Darnold being in the system for a little bit longer, familiarity with the personnel. But how in the world do you convince Baker to give up three and a half million dollars without giving him a wink nod that he's going to be the starting quarterback? I don't know, but then a lot I mean, of wouldn't you say that if you're if you're I mean, if you're, him, would you, if you're Baker, you'd be like, hey, you want me to give up three and a half million bucks? You better give me some assurances I'm going to get on the field so I can get that money back. Yeah, unless they appeal to Baker's competitive side and said, hey man, Sam Donald's here. You beat him out, you get the gig, and maybe yeah. those Baker's saying, okay, let's go get it. You know, yeah. a guy who's a two-time walk-on, a guy who did it at Texas Tech, did the same thing at Oklahoma knock off a five-star quarterback to do it. Maybe that's Baker channeling that inner walk-on to be like, oh, I'll, I'll go get it. Because really, where else do you go if you're Baker to have an opportunity to be a starting quarterback? Because if Seattle This showed you nobody there, wanted you. This this was evident by the cost of this. And there was no market. Right. Zero. So there was no market. So, so this was the only place. And so that's why I, I, I truly believe it had to be like a, a competition now. To bring him in, maybe you say, like, hey, man, we're not really happy. Look at the numbers. Look at the way that we performed last year with Sam. You will get every opportunity to do it. But I just, I mean, I can't imagine them saying this is going to be your job. Because as much as people talk about how much they're paying Baker, they're paying Sam 18.8. Yeah. That money's not going anywhere. And so, I don't know, like, what does it look like? And what would the market be for Sam if you try and trade him? So that's why I believe it has to be survival of the fittest we're gonna put the ball down and whoever 
performs the best in training camp and preseason, that's who's going to be the starting quarterback when they run out in the tunnel against the Browns. So to put this kind of in context in terms of the money, right? If you add Sam and Baker up, you get to what, half what Aaron Rodgers is making? Yeah. I mean, at the I end mean, of the day, it's just, it sounds crazy because it's gone up so fast, but you combine the two and you're what, 25 million or whatever it is. Like that's half, oh, it's not, that's half the I mean, top of the market right now. I mean, it's, 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 it's low level starter quarterback money. Uh, I think what's, what's fascinating though, and it's kind of funny because I, I don't see myself as like a Sam Donald Homer, but I do think it's interesting because we've never seen this. Like DJ, it's one thing to go see quarterbacks go back to back at the combine. It's another thing to see them in practice every day. Yeah. And I will say that when you see Sam Donald and Bayfield as a scout, it'd be interesting because it's going to play with your emotions, right? Because everything from a prototypical standpoint is going to say Sam Darnold should be the guy because he's bigger, he's faster, he's stronger. Um, arm talent, I would say, is, is comparable. The better player through this point of the career has been Baker Mayfield. But even in saying that Baker's been a better quarterback, and look, by leaps and bounds, Baker Mayfield has 92 touchdowns, Sam only has 54. Uh, their completion percentage is around the same. Baker has almost like a 10-point differential in passer rate. But the counter to that would be like, we'll look at the situation in Baker. Who was he with? Played around Who was in front of him? Things. Right, like, 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 like those things. And so for me, the reason why I say this is a true competition is because, you know, once you leave a place where you're the number one overall pick, the Carolina Panthers don't care about that. They're not tied in. So no. this is actually whoever runs out there and whoever's completing the passes as they're charting, whoever um, the offense looked like, is gravitating towards and whatever, they can go with that guy. And so the reason why I say Baker's behind the eight ball is because we all know that Sam Donald is a great dude, right? Yep. Great dude, A1 dude, going all the way back to what was said. Likeability is very high. Listen to what the people said about him on the way out from the Jets, the friendships that he's already established at Carolina. Like that matters. What we heard coming out of Cleveland from Baker, like, hey, wasn't necessarily exactly what you want. So what we're asking Baker to do in a six-week period is to build those connections, outperform Sam, and know all of the stuff that the coaches want. To me, that's a lot. I'm not saying that it can't be done, but I'm saying it's not as easy as, hey, let's just pencil Baker Mayfield in. This is good. Unless the Panthers are just off on Sam Donald based on what they saw last year and through the offseason workout. Yeah, and I know, again – I was real high, sky high on Sam Donald. I had him as the top quarterback in that draft class. So I always get kind of called the Sam Donald Homer. And I, I, I look last year. I can't, you can't defend it. I can't really defend the way that he's played throughout his career. What I can say is, man, I, I don't think he was given much of an opportunity, a fair shake in either place. He actually found a worse offensive line in Carolina than the one he played behind with the Jets. But yeah. now it's going to get a chance to answer. Like this is. You know, Sam is still what I think he's younger than Joe Burrow, right? So he's still he's still young. Mm-hmm. And you say, okay, we kind of know who he is because he's played enough, and and maybe we do, maybe, maybe that's the case. But I know if you're ninety percent or eighty five percent sure you think you know what Sam Donald is or isn't, after this year, after this competition, if this if they don't move him, if they let him and Baker go head to head behind the same group of, of players, throwing to the same group of players against the same teams, we'll, we'll know. Like it's going to be a hundred percent. It's going to be 100% on them. And we'll find out just how good the infrastructure was in Cleveland. Maybe we overrated it. Maybe they, maybe that wasn't such a, you know, as, as QB-friendly 
um, as we all kind of thought it was from the outside. I don't know. Maybe Baker's got a chance to shut us up. We'll see. And so this is what I say is a scout's dream. Because, DJ, we always talk about, like, the, the quarterbacks at the top. We just looked at the most recent draft class, and we can compare and contrast and all these things, but it's not necessarily a, a apples-to-apples comparison because you're playing in different environments. This is the first time that we will see two top five picks on the same team in their prime in yeah. a situation. It's only ever happened one time. He and the Oakland Raiders and Jim Plunkett and Dan Pastorini, they were number one and number three respectively in the 1971 draft. And that's like nine years of work before they play. Like this, they're four years, five years in, we yeah. are really going to see a remake of that 2018 draft and we get to do it without the excuses. We get to see same offensive line, same wide receivers, same playbook. So to be clear and apparent, if Baker Mayfield's a better player, it will be obvious pretty quickly that he's better than Sam Darnold and vice versa. And so to me, I think in the Panthers' favor, you always want to have real competition because it makes everyone better. And I will say this about both guys. Both guys have played the underdog role in college and they found a way on top. We mm-hmm. talked about Baker twice as a walk-on. Sam Donald knocked off Max Brown when no one thought that that was possible. So this would be interesting to see how they compete for this job and what I think should be an even-steven contest. Yeah, no, it, it's going to be fascinating. And it's not even just kind of what we're talking about on the field, but how do you ingratiate yourself with your with your teammates and, and, and fit in from that standpoint? It's going to be it's something that, that matters. You know, We'll see how that goes. So I said this is like a, a, a WWE match, a loser leave town match. Because here's, here, here's the other thing. If you lose the competition, do you have the wherewithal to be a good backup quarterback? We talked about the backup quarterback and what the, the quarterback's duties are. Mm-hmm. He's not to compete with the starter. He is to support the starter. And serve him, yeah. And he also has to do it without getting a bunch of reps. Like typically the backup quarterback, is one of the best dudes on the team. Everybody loves the backup quarterback because he's had, he, look, he doesn't get the reps. So he has to kind of build this rapport with the team without being in the huddle. Be interesting to watch how this mm-hmm. plays out. How can you deal with all of this other stuff and compete and maybe be the backup quarterback? It's a unique circumstance. Well, I think that, I mean, everybody's talked about, well, they'll trade Sam Darnold, but, I mean, you tell me, I, I think Sam would have a less of a market, obviously based off production than what Baker had. And Baker's market was nothing. You got to eat the majority of the money. You're going to get a, a late, late pick. There's no, I don't know why they would trade him. I, to me, it's like, no, okay, this is a good old fashioned QB battle. Let's just see how it goes. This is it for the year. Both of them are on the team for the year because who's going to trade for him? Whoever yeah. loses the competition, the value is even more depressed. Yeah. No one's going to trade for that unless there's a, an injury, injury or something yeah. like that. And then, DJ, when do you make the decision? We only have three preseason games. Yeah. Normally, the dress rehearsal is oh, joint practices, game number man. two. Yeah. So, we... I, I need to look that up. We need to find out who they are who they are practicing with. Uh, Carolina, I guarantee they have some joint practices, and those will be probably the most important and influential joint practices that we've ever seen because it's going to help decide who their quarterback is. Yeah, they have to go. You have to literally split the reps right in half. You have to have your your ones play more to give both guys a fair shot at winning the gig. 
it's going to be a real interesting thing. And for Baker, he has to do it and learn the offense on the fly. And I'm going to say this because, like, there was the New York Post report where they brought up Ben McAdoo's comments from 2018, and he talked about Baker, and uh, he talked about being undersized and, and those things. He said, look, it's hard to just kind of, like, outcompete some of the deficiencies that you may have. Like, I'm paraphrasing. Um, yeah. And, and and so people will say, well, like, oh, well, he doesn't want him. I said, it doesn't change that, just like you and I. Whatever you mm-hmm. think about someone in the pre-draft process, it's different once we see them play. Because now I'm grading them based on how they perform. And so Ben McAdoo has to look at both of these guys, give them the same kind of stuff, while in his mind, he has to build out two playbooks for each quarterback. Because the way Sam plays, completely different than the way Baker, I would think, has to play. And so you have to build two different offenses while looking at a quarterback competition. And you still got to have that second offense ready to go because what if one of these guys gets hurt and the other guy has to be your full-time starter? It's just a lot. It's a lot on the coaching staff to get done in a short amount of time. Did you see what Nabil put in the chat of who their joint practices are with? You think Sam Donald's happy about that one? Oh, it's the Patriots. Oh, boy. Was that the ghost? Was that the – Yes, that was seeing the ghost. They may not – they may not fully give them the ghost package, though, in practice. Yeah. But yeah. It won't be good. But I can't imagine having an opponent. If you could tell me, like, hey, who could I go against to, to, to serve as my litmus test? That's a good one. It's a good one because you're definitely going to know. But I mean, it's, just, it's just different because you, you figure that those uh, – not only is it, you know, Bill Belichick over there in terms of him knowing Sam – but you've got that defense, you know, those guys that have been there for a while, they've seen a lot of Sam, you know, you know how to bait him, you know, what he, what gets him, what traps him, you know, sometimes doesn't necessarily have to be the call. You don't have to to put a call with the skies. It might just be you're an underneath buzz defender. And you know, if I take one step to the left, he's going to take the cheese. You know what I mean? Like that, that type of knowledge. So we'll see, but you know, Baker's got to, got to see that same group. I just think they'll have a little bit more working knowledge of, of Sam Donald in those joint practices. We got it. We got it. Man, I'd love to see the video of that. That's going to be fun. Man, look, they should live stream that one because that's the one that you're going to watch. I bet you their game's on TV a ton. Everyone yeah. is going to look at that. That's one of the more compelling storylines of the offseason. Being able to see Baker Mayfield, Sam Donald go back and forth. And I'm curious to see what their relationship is like in that quarterback. Yeah. That's the thing, because you got to remember, both of those guys have been franchise quarterback at previous destinations. Now you're coming here. How do you manage that? How do you navigate? I mean, the that same draft conference? class competed to be the number one pick. I mean, you remember after Sam Donald's pro day, we we thought we said it on the air like that's a wrap. Jim, uh, uh, Jimmy yeah. Haslam's up in the stands. It's raining, and Sam had a great day. We're sitting there going, "Oh, that's a done deal. He's going to the Browns." Uh, yeah. So yeah, it'll but- be it'll be fun. I don't know how you look, DJ. I I wonder from a front office standpoint, like it sounds great in theory to have this kind of competition play out. I do wonder from a coaching staff, like how do you manage and handle that to keep the chemistry and continuity of your team while trying to do this stuff? Man, it takes a lot of maturity in that quarterback room to make it where you're competing, but you're not tearing apart the, the fabric of the locker room. No. It'd be interesting. That's going to be interesting, to say the least. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back with some college uh, conversations here. One on a quarterback that will be an interesting name to follow as we head towards next year's draft. And then the the big news, uh, a little shakeup there in the alignment of college football. We'll get to that right after this. 
Now is the time to accelerate innovation. T-Mobile for Business is powering Formula One Las Vegas Grand Prix operations and epic fan experiences with secure, reliable 5G connectivity. Because an event this big and this fast deserves a network that can set the pace. See what our 5G advanced network solutions can do for your business at T-Mobile.com slash now. View 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my dance, <laughs> What up, everyone? It's Lunchbox from the Bobby Bone Show, and I'm here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer. Making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive. You can count on your new Camry to get you anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbionica is your solution to great-tasting, all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or toxins. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbiotica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbiotica.com. C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A dot com. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. All right, Buck, uh, let's let's jump into this quarterback conversation here. I, it, it's just an early part of the process here. I'm going to watch these top quarterbacks as we come into next year's uh college football season. I like to watch those guys over the summer. So I'm going to get to Bryce Young, um, somebody you've seen for a long time, undersized quarterback, Alabama, coming off a Heisman Trophy. We've got C.J. Stroud, another California mm-hmm. kid who's at Ohio State, tearing it up. Those are kind of the two big names. 
but the name that I started with is one that I'd heard a lot about over uh, the last couple months of people that are getting ahead on the quarterback class. And they said, oh, this is a guy that's pretty intriguing. This is the name you need to know. And so with that intrigue factor, I, I let off with Will Levis from Kentucky. Um, this is a transfer from Penn State. Uh, played well for Kentucky last year. Uh, turnovers a little bit high. I think he had 13 picks. Um, but somebody that's athletic, can run around, can make plays, really strong arm. Uh, there's a lot to work with with him. And when I, I kind of looked at the comp, there's not a perfect comp for him, but I thought maybe younger Dak at Mississippi State. You know, you saw Dak mm-hmm. progress big time in his last year in college. I'm hoping that you see the same with Will Levis, but sturdy, strong uh, as a runner. He can he can ex- escape and extend plays. Um, there's a lot to like there. On the negative side of things, some you know he's just not a pure natural thrower. And I was trying to think of guys. Maybe you could help me out. Like, who do you think it's it's been really successful? I mean, Lamar doesn't have a natural motion. I mean, that would be yeah. one. Obviously, he brings a whole different skill set to the table. But he kind of guides the ball. He cuts himself off to the left. So, in other words, he's closed off. He doesn't open up going to the left. Like, some just intrinsically uh, natural things that you see with throwers. He's not a natural thrower. Yeah, no, it's, it's funny. I mean, it comes at a time when we're having – conversations about Trey Lance maybe experiencing arm fatigue and Trey Lance being a tremendous athlete who offered the explosiveness in the run game uh, was a developing passer. Uh, You you do worry about that a little bit, but some of it, you know, you can mask some of that stuff with your creativity, right? Mm -hmm. Depending on the way the offense is constructed. Uh, Look at the Philadelphia Eagles and what they've been able to do with Jalen Hurts. And so you can do some of that stuff, but in the end, we're talking about a beauty pageant. And when we're grading these quarterbacks in terms of their franchise potential, you would like them to be able to be a, a, a pretty accomplished passer. And so as you're telling me, he's a work in progress. It's just something to keep an eye on and see what does he look like last year compared to how he performs at the end of this year. Do we see significant strides and growth in his game? And can we project that that growth will continue as we get into the other Come the coming years. No, I mean, he's, and he's got a strong arm. You can see him drive the ball outside of the perimeter. Um, he's got plenty of, of RPMs. He can really do that. And, the, you know, look, competitiveness and toughness, I mean, those are those are key qualities that you want to have in a quarterback. You see it with him. He, you know, probably needs to dial it back a little bit in terms of lowering his shoulder on guys and being competitive as a runner. Uh, there's a game, um, I, have my, I have my notes in front of me. I think it was Tennessee where he launches from the five-yard line, dives into the end zone. Like there's a there's some kind of a toughness there that that's really admirable. Um, and then the ability to drive the football is there. Um, a lot of screen-heavy stuff in some of the games. Georgia, they, they can't block them. No, nobody could block those guys. So you saw a lot of screens in, in that game. But some kind of open it up in, in some of the others that I watched. So an intriguing guy. Um, you know, I thought, you know, I mentioned Dak. He kind of, you know, I think Blake Bortles was taller, but I think there was a little, I got a little bit of a, you know, a Blake Bortles thing there too, where Blake, mm. you kind of get excited about kind of the athlete and um, the toughness, but Blake, I don't think was a super or still playing. I was, isn't a supernatural gifted thrower, you know? Yeah. No, I mean, I think that's a good uh, guy to bring up because he wasn't very natural and, you know, going all the way back to Blake Bortles recruiting process, some viewed him as a tight end, not as a quarterback goes to UCF, has a tremendous career, goes into the league. Uh, and look, it's a little rocky for him. And he has some limitations as a thrower, which ultimately hurt him with the Jaguars. Great comparison, though. Um, but, I mean, yeah, but a guy that's played, a guy that's won games, he's tough and mm-hmm. competitive. And, you know, I'm not saying that's 
so people think I'm zonking him. No, I think he's this guy's got he's got everything there. He's got to put it all together. Um, but that was you know Dak was kind of what I was hoping for on the high end. Maybe Blake, mm-hmm. uh, maybe on the low end, just to see where because where Dak's it, in there. Yeah, because let's be honest about Dak Prescott at Mississippi State. Uh, and I felt like I was high on Dak Prescott, but I had second round grades on him, and I thought he was more of a Steve McNair rugged quarterback mm-hmm. type physicality toughness some playmaking um the intangibles maybe outweighed the, the the talents and tools um but it was away from him and so when we think about how Dak Prescott in the pros to me looks completely different than the guy that I saw at Mississippi State he is mm-hmm. a, a polished passer a guy who I think is still a top 10 quarterback in the league based on how he performs you know and so look it, a lot of it is the environment where he would go to, who's whispering the sweet nothings in his ear when it comes to quarterback <laughs> play. Uh, yeah, so it, it's a compelling uh, evaluation because you're having to do a lot of different things to kind of figure it out. Yeah, and rugged is the word you use, that word rugged with Dak. That's the word if I was going to uh, kind of take his entire report and narrow it down to one word, and I try to do that every now and then as a good exercise. I wrote rugged down is my word for him. So, you know, that's uh, definitely admirable quality. All right, Buck, uh, the other news I wanted to get to here before we run out of here, SCUCLA, they joined the Big Ten, which I know geographically, I think, confused some people. But when you think of monetarily, and to me, I would like to get your take on it just from a football standpoint. I love it from a football standpoint. In terms of evaluators, it, it makes our job a little easier. Makes it a, a ton easier because now what I'm doing, DJ, <clears throat> my top two scouts are assigned to the SEC and the Big Ten. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's what we're doing now. That is coast to coast, yeah. uh, going back and forth in terms of the matchups. USC, UCLA, being able to play the heavy hitters. Yeah, I absolutely get a chance to see these guys against the, the players that I know are going to play on Sunday. For years, we've talked about it. SC and UCLA, the difficulty in attracting offensive linemen. Well, now you think about the offensive lines that play in the Big Ten and how they beat people up and how Iowa and Wisconsin have been able to year after year produce high-end quality players. Um, I think it'd be good. I think it'd be good for us to not only evaluate uh, those defenses against those Big Ten offenses, but I think the recruiting base, does that change? If you're SC, do you, are you able to get more into the Midwest to maybe get the linemen that you may need to play yeah. at a higher level. Uh, I, I think it's good. Uh, I'm looking for the next shoe to drop in terms of where does Notre Dame go and what are the playoffs going to look like? Yeah. That, that's the only thing I, I worry about. Is Notre I mean, Dame going to stay with the ACC or is the other shoe going to drop? You tell me, but if I'm – if I'm one of those teams in the, if I'm those conferences, right, the, the Big Ten and the SEC, I'm sitting here going, we're good right now, what we got. Uh, that's just us. It's just us. You play your you play your league, get yourself a conference championship game, league champion. We're going to play our league, conference championship, and then we're going to have a final four or whatever. We'll take the top four teams or final mm-hmm. eight, whatever you want to do. There's enough. Like, they don't need the rest of college football. They They're good. They could. That's a champion right there. And maybe it's like a European soccer thing where it's you kind of win your leagues and then you have Champions League and you kind of play around some different things. But to me, there's going to be more meaning to being like you know an, an SEC champion or a Big Ten champion. Dang, it's like darn near you're a national champion. I mean, that's that's, oh, that's yeah. the elite of the elite. 
Yeah, no, nah, the, the only the only move that I could see that would give them a conversation, but it would be a lesser conversation, would be if Notre Dame went full time to the ACC. Yeah, you no way they're doing Notre- that. No way Notre Dame does I that. I know. They just have too much money in those other two plays. Teams. If you're going to give up your independent status, you want to go where all the money is, and that's in those other two conferences. Yeah. The Big Ten uh, makes too much sense for Notre Dame geographically. They do, but the only thing is all their sports right now playing the ACC with exception. I know, but they could bail, they could write the check and get out of that agreement. So, you know what happens? I think if they get out of that, then I think the ACC falls apart because there's something where then their teams can go Mm -hmm. and kind of figure out what the deals are or whatever. I don't know, man. Like I would say if I'm the ACC and Pac-12, they blew it when they had an opportunity to expand the playoff and whatever. And by standing pat, like they they let themselves get uh, pilfered. And so I, man, I don't know. I, I wonder about the future of college football. Those two conferences are good. I don't know what it means for everybody else. Does that mean that we now have a group of whatever sixteen seed tournament to have? Like there's a, still some. A there's still some, some some really good programs that are out there. When you think about, you know, Oregon, Washington. You think about Clemson, Florida State, Miami. Um, those are those are still some big time chips that that have to fall. The question is, I think I read an article. Somebody was saying, you know you look at the shares, you know, with these TV deals and like, okay, you bring in the two LA schools, man, they're going to pay for themselves. Like that now, even though you have to split the pie two more ways with the revenue they're going to bring in with the TV market, that means we all get more at some point in time, you're going to be a team. And I don't know if that's Clemson or whatever, but they'd be like, okay, look, that's great. They have a good football program, but now we've got to give them a full share and they don't bring in enough money for us to make more money, you know, like, and I don't know if it's Clemson or whatever, yeah. with, you know, these schools are going to have to try and figure all that out. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't know. Just the money, man, the money part of it is really interesting because you can't beat it. If you're talking about the big 10, uh, cutting checks, a hundred million dollars per school. It's harsh. Yeah. <laughs> it's I can't harsh. imagine the SEC is going to be SEC is right there. If, you know, if not more, that's hard. So here's my, here's my scouting point. That I that I like. I mentioned I really like this. Well, how many times have we said when we're when we're evaluating a pass rusher in the Pac-12 or an offensive tackle in the Pac-12, and we say, you know, like Austin Jackson, USC, he's athletic. I think he's pretty good, but man, he only I think the only good pass rusher he saw was against Epinesa in the bowl game yeah. or whatever. Yeah, where he it. got tore up. Remember? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, but we're like I, so the. I can't, it's hard to evaluate him. He doesn't play any, he hasn't seen any legit D lineman or O lineman. And it would be the same, you know, whatever offensive tackle you might have in another Pac 12 school pops up and he's a really good player. And you're like, yeah, but he doesn't see any good rushers. Like, we're going to know. And I think it's actually going to benefit these two LA schools because it's it's just, it is what it is, Buck. It doesn't matter if you're 10 years old or 22 years old. You play against better guys, you get better. Absolutely. You get better. And not only that, for us, I think it makes it a, a, a cleaner evaluation. All, when you have a chance to see good on good, makes it really, really easy. When you have an opportunity to get guys um, playing against other guys that we know are going to play in the league, makes it an easier evaluation. Well, now USC, U- UCLA, they play against dudes that are going to play in the pros. Yeah. You know? um, and there's no knock to what has been going on in the Pac-12, but it's different in terms of the offensive linemen that we would see in that conference versus some of the other ones. Mm-hmm. Now you get a chance to see these guys go against some fastballs and you'll be able to make determinations based on if they're fastball hitters or not. I, I like that part of it. hundred percent. And, and same with the quarterbacks, you're going to see quarterbacks go up against better defense. So um, I guess we won't 
I think that'll happen after Caleb Williams is is departed. So I guess it'll have to be for the next quarterback that comes in there. But it, it's going to make it again just an easier evaluation. The more good on good we can get, the easier it is from evaluator standpoint. So all for that. Uh, anything else you want to hit on, Buck, before we run out of here? No, nah, that's it, man. I, I, uh, I'm just excited we got a chance to get back together and kind of do it all over again. Look forward to seeing if we can connect again later this week. Yeah, we're going to do it. I think we've got three. Uh, I think we got three pods this week. So uh, we're going to jump back into some of those divisions. Remember, we were doing that discussion on yeah. kind of the first and second year guys we were buying. Um, we have a couple more divisions to get through. So we'll knock that out in the next couple of podcasts. Anyways, appreciate you guys hanging with us. Leave us a rating and review. We appreciate those on Apple Podcasts. Drop any suggestions or questions you have in there. We'll take them. Uh, and we'll see you next time right here on Move the Sticks. Introducing the first ever Grand Highlander, a mid-sized SUV with the ideal combination of space, performance, style, and advanced tech. The roomy Grand Highlander boasts three spacious rows with available seating for up to eight. It's available 362 horsepower. Hybrid Max powertrain on limited and platinum trims delivers the power, acceleration, and efficiency so your family can take on any adventure. There's even a standard digital key, a panoramic view mirror, and a 12.3-inch multimedia touchscreen so you always arrive on time. Live life grander in the first-ever Toyota Grand Highlander. Learn more at toyota.com slash Grand Highlander. This is where projects come to life. Our showrooms are designed to inspire with the latest products from top brands, curated in an inviting, hands-on environment, and a team of industry experts to support your project. We'll be there to make sure everything goes as planned, from product selection to delivery coordination. At Ferguson Bath, Kitchen, and Lighting Gallery, your project is our priority. Find great brands like Thermador at your local showroom or visit us online at ferguson.com build. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. Hey, it's Bobby Bones. Are you looking to build this year? If so, there is no better time than right now to start planning and to get your spot on the construction schedule If you need a garage, a stall barn, a storage for vehicles, RV, boat, collectibles, or even a a shop for your farm, hobbies, or car restoration projects, visit MortonBuildings.com and start your construction process. With superior materials, craftsmanship, best-in-class warranty, Morton Buildings are made to last for generations. At Morton, the difference is in the details. From their cutting-edge innovations to their craftsmen in the field, they are dedicated to surpassing expectations. Their legacy of excellence spans more than 120 years, and Morton Buildings is 100% employee-owned with more than a quarter million satisfied customers. That means they're the industry leader you can trust. When you choose Morton, you'll experience quality at every step of the building process, starting before the walls even go up. Visit mortonbuildings.com to get started today. Are you self-conscious about your smile due to stains? Have you ever wished that you had a whiter and brighter smile? 
Smile Actives is a safe and affordable alternative to expensive whitening procedures. You simply add Smile Actives gel to your toothpaste every time you brush your teeth, making it the easiest teeth whitening solution out there. In a clinical trial, Smile Actives users reported up to five shades whiter on average, all within seven days. No change to your routine, no extra time. Right now, they are running a buy one, get one offer. Hurry to smileactives.com iHeart today to receive this special offer with free shipping and handling.